Welcome to the Hazard Soul Podcast. My name is Andrew, and you are listening to Season 1, Episode 27, Remember Where You Came From. In this episode, I want to discuss the importance of remembering our past and how the soul copes with our past. Right? For some, there may be a history of struggle, abuse, bitterness, or even regret. And the past is oftentimes the last thing you ever want to recall. But I believe that remembering our history is one of the most insightful ways in which our souls can soak in wisdom for our future. actually had a episode all planned out and written on the topic of pursuing wealth and how the soul copes with that, which I think is an awesome episode. I'm excited to share that with you over the next few weeks. But I was in a conversation today, really briefly, I kind of popped my head into a conversation that just reminded me of what this podcast is really about. And as I, as I kind of peeked into the conversation a little bit, they were really talking about soul level stuff. And one of the topics of conversation was this idea of just remembering where you come from and how beautiful that can be or kind of a, kind of like acknowledging the brutal facts, how challenging that can be and how difficult that can be. And I, just, and I was just kind of like a fly on the wall, honestly. I just kind of, they just kept going. When I, I was like, hey, and then they just kind of kept on going. I was like, I'll just, I'm, I'm just going to listen. This is good. This is good stuff. And so I just kind of listening to this conversation unfold and I was like, man, gosh, this is kind of what I'm, what I'm shooting for with like the How's Your Soul podcast. It's like, like, let's have these kind of conversations. Let's keep these things going. Like the soul needs this, right? The soul is desperately calling for us to engage in these conversations that are really meaningful and deep. And ultimately, like, honestly, they're course correcting conversations. They're conversations you can leave and be like, I, I've gained something new and I'm going to make a decision that's different than the one I was going to make before, or I'm going to, I'm going to change a lifestyle habit. I'm going to change a, the direction I'm headed, right? Like these, these deep, meaningful conversations can be so profound. And I really love that. And I just love the idea of remembering where you came from. I think it's a discipline. It's really hard to do. And I, and I often think that we, we don't really embrace that or embark on that for, for one, because it could be terrifying. Like remembering our past can just be, it can bring up so many things that we don't ever want to think about again. I have one friend that likes to uh, put things in a box, right? It's like if, if they if they had a negative experience or they have something that they don't really want to think about, they put it in the box and they close the box and the box stays closed. And sometimes circumstances open the box, but ultimately they put the, they, they close the box, right? And, and, and that box stays closed and they don't want to look at that box. They don't want to think about that box. They don't want to, right? Let's just not, let's just not touch the box. And I think as I'm reading through scripture and the little bit that I was able to do in preparation for this, I kind of want to challenge that. It's like, can we open the box? You know, at appropriate times, you know, I think there's, 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 there's wisdom definitely when to open the box, but to look back, to remember, to think through our past and to glean insight, ultimately, from the things that have happened so that we can look at the things that may happen and make 
better decisions. And then I think ultimately there's a huge component of, of, of faith in our relationship with God that plays into remembering where you came from. And ultimately, I think this is even a deeper level of discipline and something that I even fail so often to do is to remember who God has called me to be, who I was, and then what God has done in my life since then. Right? I, 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 I really I struggle with that. But I think it's this beautiful discipline. And when you look through scripture, it really is kind of pitched and set up as a, as a discipline to the point where they use words like command. I command you to remember, right? And, and I think, a, a, you know, a really kind of a verse that sticks out to me uh, when I was going through reading through scripture uh, in terms of remembering, I think Deuteronomy 6.12 really sticks out to me. Uh, so some context, and then we'll dive into it and then we'll talk about it, is the nation of Israel has just been freed by God uh, from the nation of, of Egypt, right? And, and, you, and if you read the narrative, you know that when they're initially, they get out and they, they cross the Red Sea after it departed and God does all these beautiful, amazing miracles, but he's also these like crazy plagues and all this stuff. Uh, they, they celebrate and they sing God a song to remember I mean, that's, that's it. That's it. They sing him a song so that they can remember. And that song would be sung from generation to generation to generation. And it carried with it a memory of importance, great importance, right? A, a memory of what God has done for them. But what's so, I mean, it's just human. What's so human is shortly after that story takes place. They totally forget who God is. And you have this story of Moses going up on this mountain and interacting with God and God is giving Moses kind of like the, the rules and regulations and instructions to govern a people. And meanwhile, ironically, the people that, that need this governance, that need these rules and regulations to be great humans, to be good humans, to love one another, care and serve one another, they're just taking matters into their own hands, right? They've cast God out. They've, they've pushed Moses in the past and they've crafted an idol to worship and to direct them into the desert. So this is like shortly after God had done all these crazy things for them. And so the not only just the book of Deuteronomy, but the entire Old Testament is riddled beginning to end with commands and calls to remember. Remember who God is. Remember what God's done for you. Remember God's love. Remember God's grace. Remember God's kindness. Remember God's power. Remember God's anger. Remember God's character. And and it calls us back to this over and over. And it doesn't stop, right? You get into the New Testament, you see that all the time, over and over and over again, right? This idea of remembering who God is, is this discipline that's instilled in Scripture that I, I don't often think is really talked about too often, right? To, to what, what does it mean to, to process through the discipline of remembering? And when we do, what does our soul do in response? Because I think, you know, even just talking to y'all, each of you have a wildly different background and, and remembering can bring up so many different emotions, 
right? Things of remorse and regret, uh, places of suffering and pain, right? Places of, of hatred and bitterness. And then it can go all the way to places of pleasure and satisfaction or joy and peace or comfort, and excitement, right? It's like the, the spectrum of emotions and what can be covered in our past is way too vast to even try to comprehend. And yet, regardless, truly regardless of all of that, we are still told to remember. So I think this podcast episode will probably be pretty quick, mostly because <laughs> I just put this together more last minute than most of my episodes. But hey, maybe that's a good thing, right? Most of my episodes go like 40 minutes. A 20-minute episode sounds great right now. Um, so I wanted to just take, I just wanted to, to, to look at three things, just three uh, places that, I, that as I've, I've just done a little bit of research and then reflecting on my own life and, and, and kind of leaning and gleaning from this conversation that was happening earlier today. Three things that I think remembering can do for our soul right now and for the future. First thing is I think that the when we, when we embark in a process of remembering uh, where we came from and remembering our past, I think we gain insight. But it, and that seems like duh, obviously, yeah. You, if you look if you look in our past, you're you're gonna you know you're gonna you're gonna remember things that we can take into the future. But but for some reason, I, I just don't think we do it. We don't do it. It's like we have this this source of experience this source of God's goodness, this source of wisdom, this source of, of uh, a life of, of making good and bad decisions that, that we've lived and we never really tap into that. I mean, I think sometimes in the moment we, we kind of live into it. We, and we, you know, it's our life, so we're very familiar with our failures and we're familiar with, with things that we've done. But, but, but taking time to be disciplined enough to remember and recall those things, I think is another story. I think you get deeper insight I really do. I, you know, one of the things that we're doing as a company uh, for the for the company that I work for is is kind of diving deep into who we are and trying to come up with something that we feel like is truly going to help us move forward. There's a lot of different terms for this. I'm not going to share the term. I'm just going to keep it ambiguous. But but it requires us to continuously go back to who we who we were who we are who we're, where we're going and kind of continue this cycle over and over and over again for to gain deeper insight to look at who we are and 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 how we got to where we are and our customers and and how our customers have grown with us and where we're going and how we're going to take our customers there and and we kind of continue for this repetitive cycle but it's been such an amazing process because there's so many things that that come out of conversation when we simply embrace the discipline of remembering. And I think we can do that in our own life when we choose to sit down and reflect and remember and recall those moments of who we were and who we are now. And I think it can inform us in future decisions. I think it can inform us in in current day decisions. 
and think we can tap into wisdom that we wouldn't otherwise be able to tap into simply because we've been disciplined enough to look for those things, to remember where we came from, and to dive deep into our past so that we can be different in the future. The second thing I think of has to do with um, gratitude. Again, everything I'm saying here, I feel like I'm really terrible at because I'm just really bad at remembering. I think younger people also are just notoriously bad at remembering. Okay, so it's like, right, you you have a lot of life left to live. And so our days are always thinking about the future. We're, we're happy and we're optimistic and we're thinking nothing could go wrong, yada, 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 yada. So we're always thinking about the future. And, and I think it's it, it can be really difficult to ground ourselves back to who we are and where we came from and look back at our past. Uh, and I often think, when we look back at our past, no matter how grim our past may be, there are moments of God moving that we see much more clearly now that we've lived through those experiences that are places of gratitude for us. Even even in places of deep regret, you know, circumstances and situations that I've gone through where if I could truly be back there, I probably would do things differently uh, because of what what ended up happening and the consequences of, of those decisions. But even through those circumstances, there was so much goodness still from God. Either people that he brought into my life or conversations that I had surrounding that or things that, you know, him and I were working out and working through. I mean, there was, there was still so much goodness in the most difficult, challenging moments of my life. And I think when I reflect back on that, I can't help but be full of gratitude and and just like this this kind of like humble thankfulness of like god i am not deserving of this i don't deserve this life i don't deserve my spouse i don't deserve this job i don't deserve the the financial stability that i'm in i don't deserve right like i how oh, is this like this humble thankfulness of just looking back at my life a strewn of bad decisions after bad decisions after bad decisions and saying, God, you, you were there and you worked with me in all of those and you were tender and kind and gracious and loving all the way through all of that. And so reflecting and remembering where I've come from brings my soul a lot of gratitude even even when it is very even when it's very difficult like those circumstances were so difficult i think there's still places we can find gratitude i think that's a powerful fuel for our soul you know when i see someone that is so full of 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 just, just this gratuity. I, I don't know how else to describe it. It's like they recognize that the goodness that they're living in is a gift from God. And then they go out and they live and they just give of themselves. They give of them time, of their time, their resources, their money, right? They're, they're just, they're so grateful. And, and when you engage them in the conversation, it's, it's so easy just to like be captivated by who they are. 
because they're just so easygoing and yet they're so full of wisdom and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to be you, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I think it, it stems from this this discipline of like, they recognize they recognize their life before God's hand and what God has done in and through those circumstances and those difficulties to who they are now. It's like, gosh, all I can do is be grateful and pass this on to those around me. So cool. Like, ah, I want to tap into that. I'm not good. At, I'm not good at it. Right. Cause I instantly go to like the feud, but the future, you know, the future, like, I need to buy a car and I need to buy a house and I need to do all these things and we don't have enough money and yada, 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 right? There's always like the future. There's always, there's always uncertainty. There's always anxiety. It's like, man, it kind of would feel nice to give my soul a break and to go back to things that have already transpired and to look and reflect on the goodness of those things, even in the midst of the difficult difficulty of certain situations, right? To really reflect on the goodness. And so I think, gratuity and, be, and being grateful can be something that that comes out of a discipline of remembering where you came from and that can inform your your decisions now and it can inform your future i think the the final thing that'll wrap this up is um i think it places god in the proper position in your life relative to your soul i, I think and maybe maybe this is more just me speaking but when I drive forward without looking in the rear view mirror, I, I begin to think that I'm the one really making all the shots. Like I'm the one that's being successful in my job. I'm the one that is going to drive us towards having a successful marriage and house and income and car and community and you name it. And, and I don't want to downplay the law of sowing and reaping, which I think we're going to talk about when we talk about the pursuit of wealth. I think there's a, there's a, there's a clear reality to the human life that if you sow certain things, you will reap certain things. So I do think, I do, I genuinely think if you, if you, if you're sowing seeds of, of love and, and, intimacy with your spouse, you'll, you'll reap the benefits of that, right? I don't, I don't want to take away those things, but I also think that in order to do that well, <laughs> you're going to need God. You're going to need the Holy Spirit. And so I think what remembering does is it kind of awakens the soul to that, to that reality. Cause you, cause you start to reflect back, right? On, on all these things that you tried to do and you sucked at it. And then you said, oh, right. Then God stepped in and through his power, through his wisdom, through his discernment, through his love and grace, I moved forward. I grew as a person. I understood. I gained wisdom. I was able to then love and serve and grow, right? Like you look back and you say, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, when I try to do things solely on my ability, I really only get so far and that so far is never far enough. And it's only when recognizing his role and involvement in my life and recognizing the places where 
I mean, just so many, man, so, so many in overcoming my addiction in getting certain jobs that I was not even qualified for in running into friends that I had no business being friends with. And yet now we're incredible friends, right? All of these, I mean, just crazy, amazing, beautiful moments of my past are riddled with his, him, just him. <laughs> He's everywhere, Right, he he's intimate, and he wants to be intimate in each of our lives. And I think when you when you begin to reflect on that, you realize he is really, 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 really active in our life, in my life, and wants to be. It's easy to forget that, and I and I can become very similar to the nation of Israel who have just experienced God do amazing things, and then go on my own and do my own thing forgetting who he is and what he's done for me. And so I think one of that that third thing that the remembering can do to our soul is is it helps it helps refine who we are in light of God. And ultimately it helps place God in that proper position and position in our in our, in our life. And saying, God, yeah, this is you are the one who leads the ship. I'm just gonna enjoy being on it, right? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm all, I want to follow your wisdom. I want to follow your character. I want to follow your grace. I want to follow your understanding, your direction. I don't, I don't like, man. I look at the rearview mirror, and when I'm when I'm doing my own thing, <laughs> it's never, it's never great. It's never great. I want to leave with this final verse that I really, really love from Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy uh, 32, verse 7, this is coming towards the very end of Moses' life. And I don't want to get too theological and technical, but but at some point in the later part of Deuteronomy, it stops being Moses and it starts being Joshua. Because Moses dies at the very end. I think this is still Moses. He's kind of writing his like last few things that he wants the nation of Israel to, to recall. And he says this. He says, remember the days of old. Consider the generations long past. Ask your father and he will tell you. Your elders and they will explain to you. You know, I think we've, you know, I, I'm challenging myself to be disciplined in remembering my own past for you know for to hopefully gain insight and, and be gratuitous and, and and putting God in his proper place but rarely rarely do I ever tap into the past of the generation before me and see what I can learn from those that are much more experienced and wise wiser than than I am you know I think one of the one of the things that the church has has done really well is they've cultivated um kind of uh like-minded communities and and I don't just mean that from like the sake of of like a religious uh theological point of view I kind of mean that from like a, a like a life point of life right point of view perspective where it's like you know hey you you're looking you're a young adult here's a young adult group oh you're newly married here's a newly married group hey you're a student come to student ministries you're a kid Go to kids community. You're you're um, you're retired. Hey, come to this like older retired community, 
right? You're empty nesters. Here's an empty nester community. You're struggling with addiction. Here's AA. You're, you're, you're going through, um, uh, right. They're, they're like suffering or, or difficulty or divorce. Here's a divorce group. Here's, here's a, here's a mourning group, right? If, if you've lost somebody and we, we've, we've cultivated these like-minded communities, these communities where, where people are going through similar circumstances. And I think that's really, it's really comfortable for us to be able to, to enjoy that. To, to really lean into communities like that because because they're in the same season of life and so it's easier to kind of come together. But one of the things that I think is is so beautiful about um, a community that that can look towards one another and and seek remembrance from those that are older. I think there's a lot of wisdom to get passed down there. I think there's a lot of insight. I think there's a lot of knowledge and understanding I, I, I wish that I you know I wish that I tapped into that more I wish that the church built communities like that where where you're not just a part of a young adult group you're a part of a group of yeah like-minded individuals but wide just wide groups of experiences and you do have older mentors and, and older uh, individuals who can who can remember and and pass that down to you it's like going back uh, to the song that was sung in the nation of Israel when they were when they escaped Egypt and they and they burst out with this this song of rejoicing in the things that God has just done for them so part of me kind of wonders you know like did people just stop asking those that have ex- that that were actually experiencing that moment what it was like did they stop telling those stories of being there on the other side of the red sea experiencing that for the very first time with everyone else like like what what happened because somewhere along the way israel forgot who they were and I often think we can find ourselves kind of in a similar situation where like, hey, the, the, the other generation is right there and they're way wiser. And they have a lot of experience to share and stories to tell. And we don't really tap into that. And so those stories never get told and we never end up remembering the previous generation's past and what God has taught them and what they've been through. And so I think, you know, this is more for me. I didn't even think I was going to take it in this direction, but I'm kind of just challenged to to recall the past from the generation before me and go and, and ask those kind of questions and seek that wisdom and learn what it was like to be them and, and the and the obstacles that they faced and the challenges that they faced and what God did in their life and what God's doing in their life now and glean glean that wisdom. So remembering where you came from can be a really challenging discipline. But I think when our soul partakes in it and leans into the process, I think we gain insight into into understanding i think we become more grateful 
and recognizing the hand of God in our life. And I think it puts God in his proper place, recognizing that, hey, when we run, when we run this ship, it is all over the place. It often takes the hand of God and his wisdom to straighten things out. And then lastly, my challenge to myself and to those listening would be potentially to tap into the previous generation and, and remember their past and ask about their past and have them tell their story and, and see what we can learn from it, what God has done there and the beautiful things that he was able to do through them and see if we can take that insight and that wisdom and apply it to ourselves today and in the future.